Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Matt Wasserloff, the CEO and founder of MyBlockboard.com. Matt is one of the original disruptors of the TV business, known as a visionary who revolutionized advertising by enticing television advertisers to start shifting their marketing dollars online. He created Blockboard to ensure trust, full transparency, and verification in the shifting advertising landscape. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, and good to meet you, Seth. Likewise. So let's go back in time. How did you decide to disrupt the TV business in the first place? <laughs> Well, I, I was working for a, a little studio named Warner Brothers, and they uh, they had us meet out in Burbank, and they they started pontificating on what the future of TV might look like. And I I, I remember one of them clicking on a, a sweater, a Jennifer Aniston sweater, and popping up a website to buy the sweater. And man, my head popped. I, I said, I got to be in this. I got to get into this. I got to figure this out. So. That's, when, that's really when was, that, when was that meeting? Do you remember? But, how uh, many yeah, 19, uh, 25 years ago, uh, in the mid-90s. Got it. Okay, so obviously there's been a journey from then till now, um, which probably should be in a book somewhere. So talk a little bit about how Blockboard got started. So three years ago, uh, I started Blockboard on the premise of cleaning up a mess. I, I, I had an early hand in the formation of the digital video advertising industry uh, in, back in the late 90s, early, early 2000s. Um, so having that front row seat uh, gave me a view into how stuff was running, how we, you know, we built a lot of that early technology. Um, and it's, uh, it's, become, uh, it's become a jungle. It's, it's, it's really a, a mess. And I've um, having, you know, really having had a stake in, in its formation, I feel compelled to clean it up. And that's what we did uh, when, when I started to learn about blockchain. Seth, uh, I, I, the first thing I learned is it's ultimately a digital ledger. It's a public ledger. And I saw that as a means to really start rebuilding a lot of these components of the video marketplace. And the other thing I learned about blockchain is it restores trust. It's immutable. You can't change it. And so those were the, the, the pieces that I felt blockchain can really help solve digital video advertising. 
And that's why I built Blockboard. Okay, awesome. So let's dive in. How does Blockboard use the blockchain to solve those problems? So we, we use Ethereum. That is the system, the blockchain system uh, that we utilize. Uh, my tech uh, co-founder, Tarun Yudav, took, uh, did an early study of all the different you know, operating systems across the blockchain and felt Ethereum was the best fit. So we started there. Uh, and then we, we put the pieces of this ecosystem, the video ecosystem together to make everything transparent. So when I say the, the pieces of the video ecosystem, I mean, it is really complex. Uh, it starts with an, an ad server, you have exchanges, you have DSPs, you have SSPs, you have a verification system. All of those pieces we reconstructed on Ethereum so that when the advertiser gives us an ad, we take it from A to B, and they see it all. And the results have been off the charts. So I'll ask, so forgive my, so let's ask what I'm afraid is an ignorant question, but how does, I mean, I see how that adds value. I'm a business owner, I'm, we have a nationwide business. I want to do video advertising. Nowadays, I'm either doing YouTube, I'm doing social media, or, I'm working with some agency to buy TV time all over the place. So talk a little bit about how your process fixes that and makes it better. Yeah, I mean, you, you missed a, a big part of that. You're eliminating uh, a lot of the middlemen. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And the, the largest of those middlemen are Trade Desk. So you have these programmatic platforms like Trade Desk that sit in between all of it. And, and even YouTube has its own Google programmatic platform. So that is, that is really this, what we're solving. That middleman, that programmatic platform that sits in between all of those um, uh, distribution platforms you mentioned is really what we're solving because those systems set are black boxes. That's a black box. So an advertiser doesn't see how their ad is performing or how it's running. And that is what we're exposing. We're, we're turning the black box into a plexiglass box. Beautiful, so transparency, which obviously is a big, uh, big part of the benefits of blockchain. So right now, I mean, you brought up an issue, right? I run ads on video ads on Facebook and half of the clicks are bots or crap or something. And I don't know which half, I'm wasting money, and, but I don't know how to solve that. There's clickbait, there's click fraud, there's all kinds of issues, whatever network you're on, you also help solve that problem, right? 100%. So I, I, tried, not, I tried not to use those bad words, but Sorry. you said it, so I'm going to run with this. Um, it, it is somewhere around 50%. You know, there, there's a book, oh my God, there's a book called Subprime Attention Crisis. Tim Wang lays it out as clear as day. So the, the, the number is somewhere around $20 billion of waste, of waste. So we're attacking that, uh, that $20 billion. And what's really exciting, and I actually think this is where our worlds intersect, Seth, is you, know, you, you, know, you with infomercials, those are the advertisers that are really most excited about our work. 
because they are the advertisers that are closest to the results and they need results. So all of a sudden, we're turning those one eight those former one eight hundred number TV commercials into high performing digital video ads, and it's one of the more exciting things I'm seeing and experiencing in my day to day work. I bet, and obviously that's of interest to us with all of the media that we buy and that we run and the products that we distribute. So let's die, let's talk about that. So, do can a individual business owner use your platform or is there some like fortune 500 level agency that only has that that's only people who have access no yes that business owner can use us you know my my cred over the last 20 plus years of digital video ad advertising has been with the fortune 100 fortune 500 um i built all of my companies on procter and gamble i mean that's 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 how i've i've you know built my career and my but you know, the big, the big corporations that are spending most of their money on these programmatic platforms, you know, they're, they're hesitant or reluctant to change. Um, and so what we're finding a lot of success is with the direct marketers that, that are close to the results, that don't just want a, a media report with reach and frequency and fuzzy metrics. They need sales. They need sales. So all of a sudden, those are the advertisers that are responding to us and where we're building our business today. So I want the business owner. I want those. I want those companies. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any type of minimum in terms of ad buy? I mean, we talk about a 50K, you know, $50,000 minimum. Uh, but, but we, you know, we, we want to help companies grow and, and, and we figure it out. We is that 50k overall or 50k a month media buy figure figure overall, overall okay and then so let's say i write you guys a check make a deposit whatever sign up where and i are we we responsible for creative or are you guys helping with that we're helping with that i mean we're, we're i would say we're a mix you know it's, it's we're, we're accepting mostly the tv creative that they're giving us but we've created some great stuff for Henkel and eight o'clock coffee and some other major companies. And um, we, we find when, when you do amend the creative for this new audience that's on social media, that's got a, a you know, a, a, a lesser tolerance for a longer creative, then there's, and you can put a call to action in there, you're getting huge response rates. So we like to have our hands in the creative, but it's, it's not uh, necessary. Right. But obviously you're seeing all of these campaigns that are right. going through your platform. So you might know a thing or two. Correct. Correct. And, and, and I've been doing it, uh, you know, just to date myself, I've been creating uh, original creative for 20 years. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really good at this and we have great producers who do this really efficiently. So um, either way, uh, I, I think that's going to be the, the next you know, generation of this stuff is going to be forming that creative, but um, yeah, we can, we can play it anyway. And then, okay. So talk, so I, so if I'm using, so if we're submitting ads to you and running on your platform, where does, where does the consumer see the ad? Does that, is that ad on social media? I know you talk about yeah. premium CTV and OTV net right, networks. Right. Talk a little bit more, expand on all that. of those places, all of those places. I mean, you know, we've had, Phenomenal success on Facebook, you know, Instagram. So, uh, but but yes, we we deal. We tend to deal with the premium CTV providers. Uh, I would say NBC is our biggest uh, uh, 
platform uh, where we, we send most of our ads, but we have, we work with everybody and anybody. So you mentioned NBC. So then if I'm, are you then brokering with every NBC affiliate to buy airtime? Is this, it's going on a website? Is this, it showing on connected TVs in a specific area? I mean, how does the distribution work? Yeah. I mean, the distribution works, you know, we, we, so, you know, my team and I have been really the first monetization for most of those premium publishers. So we're, we're, they know us, they trust us. Uh, we, we, we tend to work with all of them uh, through their SSPs. There, there are companies out there that aggregate them. So it makes it easier for us to scale, but we work with all of them. Uh, and then what we do is we target uh, with our platform to the specific people and audience that our advertisers want to reach. And that could be, um, you know, a, on a demographic, that could be on a geographic, that could be on a behavior, what have you. It's, it's and, you know, I, I would say the one level we go further um, that I think really drives a, a lot of our success is we're able to retarget off of CTV, connected TV, because we know people who have responded or engaged with the ads on connected television devices and then retarget them on OTT, over-the-top apps, where they can then click and buy. So that kind of methodology is really instrumental in our success. Okay, so that's fascinating. So tell me about the bridge. So first of all, how does someone know if they have a connected TV? Is that just any TV that has a smart TV that has like Netflix or has apps on it? That has, that's digital. I'll say that's digital. So theoretically, are you telling me, which would be the next generation of where TV is going, that I could have someone who, let's say, sees my ad on Facebook, clicks it, doesn't buy, and I can retarget them and have an ad show up on their TV? That's correct. That's correct. So we we know... Because everything is digital, I told you that's the pre yeah. that's the you know prerequisite here is when they are watching. You said Facebook. When they watch on Facebook, we know how long they watched it. So if they our trigger is ninety five percent or more. So if they watched it ninety five percent or more, and that could be on a fifteen or a thirty second commercial, then we we assume there's some interest and we re, we can retarget them. How are you matching, let's say, device ID or IP address on a laptop to the device of the TV in their house? It's the same. It's, those are, we, we, we triangulate. We, we know the device. We know the geo, geographic. Um, uh, and we know, you know what the publisher. So we have all those different data points that we can then um, match up, if you will. And that's how we're able to retarget. Well, that sounds like a phenomenally better mousetrap. So if I'm, how do you get the ad to show, uh, if I'm being retargeted, how does the ad show on my TV? Do I need to be in, have downloaded and be in your app or how does it show up and kick off Geico on NBC when I'm watching Friends or something? Yes, yes. I mean, it, it's, it's that's, that's not the, once we have, once we do the data match, you know, and we retarget you, that, that driving and distributing that ad is, is relatively easy because we're already tapped in. We, have, we already have our pipes into all those, those publishers. So it's a matter of identifying who that person is 
That's the hard part. And then we drive that, that, that ad to, to back to you. I mean, that's incredible. I would think that your response, your, your metrics would be phenomenal. Metrics are phenomenal. And most importantly, the, the KPI or the sales data at the end is phenomenal. Um, you know, the one layer that we kind of didn't touch on is on the very front end, we're, va- we're validating every single impression. So when we get billions of ad calls, we know that they're real. And if they're not real, we, we, we take them out. Uh, so we're, we're doing all of that work, that heavy lifting on the front end of this um, through smart contracts on Ethereum. So that's, I, I don't want to get too sophisticated, but that's the real differentiator in our platform is this blockchain component, the smart contract component. Because when you're dealing with real human beings on the front end, then the retargeting, those matches happen much more frequently and much more effectively. So it's that combination uh, and that process that's leading to the kind of success for our direct marketers that we're excited about. That is, I mean, if you combine transparency with eliminating waste, with better targeting and retargeting on um, another device that they're not expecting retargeting on, so the response rates would be much, much higher. I mean, that sounds like the holy grail. We got the holy grail. Um, I'm even going to give you the, the color, just to give you one really powerful case study. And it wasn't a direct market. Chipotle, that small little QSR that we all know and love, they gave us a $50,000 test. And on Foursquare, their chosen attribution partner, we generated over a million dollars of sales on a fifty thousand dollars. Uh, I mean, that's an incredible ROAS, and I can't. I didn't even realize Foursquare was still around. Yeah, well, I, there, there's yeah, you know, there's any number of opinions sure. about Foursquare, <laughs> but that that was not us grading our own homework. Uh, that's my point. Is it was a third party that made that attribution. We're seeing it on any number of. I just use that one as an example, but. That's, you know, the combination of verifying all the audience on the front end, retargeting those interested customers during meal times and driving them into stores is what we're excited about. And that's that's how this platform is working. That is absolutely incredible. Now, the only thing missing is what my 13 year old daughter keeps asking me for. And she says, can't you make it so they know I bought something and stop showing me the ad for the thing I already bought? <laughs> so we have something in common. We both have 13-year-old daughters. She hasn't asked me that yet. But yeah, that is that is a legacy problem of internet advertising. Um, I don't know when that'll go away. You know, for us, we're, we're tackling this one advertiser at a time, right. you know, trying to do it right. Uh, we... we we're eliminating that waste as well, but in video. So I don't know if your daughter's reacting to some banners that are following right. her or whatnot. You know, listen, it's gotten creepy. You know, I mean, there's a lot of waste. That's what we're attacking, but it's gotten creepy. And, uh, and, and it, I, I really do, like your daughter, hope for a better day ahead. Well, I said, honey, we're working on Like, we're working on it. Like, if we could track <laughs> across all devices that 
that's the thing. Like she doesn't buy the thing, right? She tells daddy to buy it. So she saw the ad. I'm not clicking on the ad. She's saying, go buy this. I'm buying it on my phone. So they don't know that someone connected to her bought it. Like there's too many different devices that aren't all talk, aren't all right, right. together. There's, there's too many middlemen and it's, be, it's, it's become, you know, it's become toxic. I, I mean, you know, I'm trying to eliminate waste, but a lot of that waste is toxic. And that, well, that's, you're, that's, you're, you're the next generation. You're taking it on an evolutionary level to improve things, both from the consumer side, because she like we only want to see the ads on things we care about. Well, then stop the Apple Facebook privacy crap right. and, and, and allow us to retard track you so that we only show you ads you care about. So you're happy. So I like that you're taking it to the next level. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I mean, this is an industry that I helped build. And so I, I have a real affinity for video. I actually came out of television. I mentioned on the front end of this, I worked at Warner Brothers, I worked at CBS. So I, I'm really excited about what the potential is here in this space. And I'm, uh, I'm determined and on my mission to see it towards that better, that better place. Uh, and that's what we're doing at Blackboard. So I'm, I'm really excited about this industry. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. Fascinating interview. You built something incredible. Um, we'll be, we would certainly like to learn more about supporting you um, and being one of those advertisers that's getting those amazing results. Oh, this has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Matt Wasserloff. Check out myblockboard.com. Matt, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Seth. Great to talk to you and be well. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.